Welcome to the Awesomers.com podcast. If you love to learn, and if you're motivated to expand your mind, and heck, if you desire to break through those traditional paradigms and find your own version of success, you are in the right place. Awesomers around the world are on a journey to improve their lives and the lives of those around them. We believe in paying it forward, and we fundamentally try to live up to the great Zig Ziglar quote, where he said, you can have everything in your life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. It doesn't matter where you came from, it only matters where you're going. My name is Steve Simonson, and I hope you will join me on this awesomer journey. If you're launching a new product manufactured in China, you will need professional, high-resolution, Amazon-ready photographs. Because Simo Global has a team of professionals in China, you will oftentimes receive your listings photographs before your product even leaves the country. This streamlined process will save you the time, money, and energy needed to concentrate on marketing and other creative content strategies before your item is in stock and ready for sale. Visit simoglobal.com to learn more, because a picture should be worth 1,000 keywords. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. You're listening to episode number 107 of the Awesomers.com podcast series. And all you need to do to find today's show notes and details is run on over to awesomers.com slash 107 and you'll be able to get access to today's transcript and any notes and links that we may have discussed. Now, today is part two of a three-part series with Daniel Amaduri. And Daniel has been working on kind of money trends and wealth building techniques for the last eight years. Before that, he shares and I, you know, shared probably in part of the first episode and, and will continue to share in today's part two of three, some of the challenges that he's faced and some of the obstacles that he went through to become, you know, financially independent. And as always, it takes time and it takes energy and it's not a straight line towards uh, success. So we really appreciate him sharing some of his insider perspectives and some of his real life world experience. And we're going to get more into that right now. Okay, here we are back again, everybody. Steve Simonson, Osmers.com podcast, joined again by Daniel Amaduri. How, still good? Two for two. <laughs> Woo, all right. <laughs> Believe me, it makes me very nervous saying people's last names or first names sometimes. <laughs> I agree. Good. Um, okay, so let's frame up the, the standard problem that entrepreneurs find themselves in, in general, when it comes to facing money. Uh, do you have a, a way to characterize that problem in general for us? I, I would say undercapitalization for most entrepreneurs um, uh, and, and just wanting to allocate money as soon as it comes in. And that's with both personal finance and the entrepreneur who's running a business. People love to reallocate the money. Like the money comes in and uh, they want to send it to Wall Street. They want to send it to a retirement account. They want to send it to pay off a certain bill or invest in something. It's very, uh, it's, it can become habitual, but I'd say it's very difficult to just be calm and just keep the cash. And that's one thing I've learned as an entrepreneur, because I would make a decent, very good money. And then the account would be down to like $10,000. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Why, how can a business that makes, let's say, you know, in the seven figures have only $10,000 in the checking out because it keeps just pushing it into more things to reinvest into the business or to spend a little bit or save a little bit uh, somewhere else in like a retirement account. But really, I think having a good cash position is a very smart thing for an entrepreneur and someone who's doing personal finance. And I think that mindset of just, um, of, of making sure you have a good padding because you want opportunity cash to be able to seize on opportunities. And I would say undercapitalization is one of the biggest things that entrepreneurs face. Now, if you're a new entrepreneur, the biggest roadblock 
is that you don't have the cash, but that also should not stop you on the other side. Um, I started my business with less than $1,200 of investment. It brought in revenues of $1.1 million uh, in the first 13 months once we started accepting advertisers. Um, now, this is in a very good time for that type of stuff, right? Everybody wanted to know about the economy in 2009. You had everybody's attention in 2009 about the economy, 2010, even probably going back to 2011. Um, it's obviously died off because the, the traffic isn't there. The economy is doing quite well now. But, you know, you have to, um, if, you're, if you're making money, save it and hoard it. If you're not, don't have any money and you're completely broke, don't let that stop you. Go out and do it. The ideas and the product and the service are all that you need. You don't need a ton of money. So I think that's a very interesting point. And too often overlooked is this concept of cash flow. And, and how we manage the cash, and as you talked about, how we allocate that cash. And I, I do think that it's almost like a, a stopwatch that happens mentally in an entrepreneur. From the moment they start the business, they're like, how soon until I can you know, diversify or you know, buy you know, either this property or this stock or this whatever, just so that they can feel diversified versus understanding that it takes a significant amount of cash and having that flexibility of leveraging that cash instantly can often be the difference between seizing it on, on an opportunity and missing that opportunity. Do you find that entrepreneurs are always motivated looking for that next thing instead of concentrating on the, the current thing they're in? Yep, they, they can get bored and they also can get a little greedy. Uh, I remember we after we my partner and I, had brought in 1.1 million in a business that we were only like a year and a half involved in. We were running around LA County looking to buy payday companies and interviewing people. And like, and you know, look, the payday people make like 5,000 a month and it's gotta be an owner operator if you're gonna make 5,000 a month. And that was when I was like, what are we doing? We should just give 10 times more hours to what we're already doing. And that actually goes for both employees and entrepreneurs in the sense that the biggest cash flow you have is always going to be the person in the mirror. But so many times we love to give our money to other people. And more often than not, not that doesn't work out too well for us. So honestly, you're, you're, you're far better off just having good focus. And it's interesting. Uh, the question was asked, most important word uh, that, that represents your success uh, to Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, it was asked, they were, they were asked separately, so they weren't in the same room. Both of them had the same answer. The word was focus. And it's a, uh, it's a billion dollar word in their case for sure. And I think it does apply to, uh, to all of us. Um, as, as we have focused right now kind of on framing the problem, uh, I, I want to just prepare the Osmers out there for listening. You know, as we break this episode into different parts, we're going to continue to talk about um, the, the things that, that are hot right now, and you can put hot in quotes if you want. It doesn't mean that I, I'm recommending these as investments, but things like crypto or cannabis or you know, pick, pick, your, pick your hot button. Um, these are things that, that I think you have some opinions on, Daniel. Am I right about that? Sure. Um, I mean, look, I, I am a big advocate of having 90% of your efforts focused on cash flow. So I actually love these new crowdfunding things that are out there like Peer Street and Fundrise where you can have a private 
real estate investment trust or own part of a note. Cause I like simple. I like just getting cash flow. You know, you're not trying to get rich overnight. But if you focus on buying things that have cash flow within five to 10 years, it starts to add up. And all of a sudden, you've got all these streams of income coming in. It's kind of cool. Uh, about last week, coincidentally, every, almost everything that I do that has cash flow came in on the same day. It usually doesn't do that. And it was kind of neat to see on the bank account, like eight different things were like all this cash flow is coming in. That was great. Uh, rental properties and stuff like that. So it really focused on, 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 on if you're going to diversify, just focus on things that make money. Don't focus on speculation, things that have to go up for to make money. Just focus on things that will send a mailbox to your check, check or uh, excuse me, send a check to your mailbox or an ACH to your checking account. That does sound uh, more lucrative than the mailbox coming to the check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but, it, you carry on. You had another point. When it here. comes to speculation, which is what everybody wants, right? Everybody wants to buy the thing that's going to make them a millionaire overnight. And those things really aren't. They really don't exist. You have to be very lucky. But I would say what's very hot right now is cannabis. And what's what's not hot that I like is um, the resource, the natural resources and commodities. So I think it's a, probably a great time to buy commodities because they've been beaten down and nobody wants them. When are they going to go up? I don't know. Maybe next year, maybe two years from now. But the, the nice thing is the downside is minimal. The upside is tremendous because they're literally at – they're probably at an all-time low relative to the S&P 500. In fact, I can tell you that was soon. They are at an all-time low relative to the S&P 500. So it's, they are cheap. Um, now, with cannabis, I think it's going to be in a five- to ten-year bull market, maybe longer, um, because it's an end of a prohibition. It's a very unique time. However, I would say at this time, I'm talking about October 16th, which means this interview is going to be released in the next week, two weeks, three months, or, or a month. I can tell you at this moment, we are in a mania that is – absolutely topping out here. Uh, I'll give you a few signs. I was in New York just over the weekend. Uh, the guy who gave me a ride from the airport to the hotel was talking about cannabis penny stocks. Uh, Bloomberg Magazine, Market Watch right now on their front covers, it's all cannabis. Canada goes legal. Uh, I'm getting a bunch of newsletters sending me emails telling me that I need to buy before it goes legal. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's true. Six months ago, not the day before. Uh, buy the rumor, sell the news. The rumor's been for six months. The news is, is on the 17th. It's over. Um, and then the net last thing, I'll give you a great example. In January of 2018, I read something uh, in Bloomberg that 58 blockchain companies were going public in Canada. We already know what happened. It's been a disaster the whole year. Um, I just spoke to a, a venture capitalist last week who told me there are 55 cannabis companies about to go public over the next two months in Canada. I'm telling you, all the signs are there. If you have profits in the cannabis stocks, take them now because you will be able to buy those stocks for half the price, uh, most likely sometime in November or December. All right, you guys heard it here first. Uh, I definitely would uh, just agree in principle that you know when something is is like super hot and and maniaed uh, was a word you use, or at least you talked about mania. Um, and, and to me, one of the tipping point signs is when the Uber guy is giving you investment advice. Uh, that that happened in the housing market, right? You know, the the taxi guy is telling you, uh, you know, I'll oh, just buy a condo on South Beach; it'll triple in in three months. It's you know, no big deal. You know, when when the for whatever reason, when when the transport guys are giving out the investment advice, uh, that's that's the tipping point, and certainly a time to be cautious. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd love to get back into the blockchain, but I, I think that's got a, a little bit to go here. And it's, it's in a bear market that I think it's going to get a little, it's going to get a lot worse over the next uh, six months here. 
But uh, cannabis, I think that's a great place to position yourself if you want to speculate. But I would say just right now, just give it, give it 30 days. We're definitely in a mania phase. And then if you really want to punish yourself and buy the try to catch a knife, it's got to be gold in the commodities because those will have a rip-roaring rally. Those are one of the most cyclical investments you can ever make. Uh, now, again, I'm talking about that 10% of your portfolio that's in speculation. Um, you never put any money in this type of stuff that you can't afford to lose. Everything else should be going to very safe stuff uh, that you make money from. Yep. Uh, so we're we're gonna we're gonna dive in a little bit deeper to this idea of um, you you framed it up earlier in the concept of hey we should be putting our money into things that produce money back to us versus yeah. that speculative and and even some of the allocation between those. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna talk a little bit more about that. We'll be right back. Hey, Amazon Marketplace professionals, congratulations on your success to date. Your creativity, strategic vision, problem solving, and discipline have allowed you to build your own e-commerce business. Wouldn't it be great if you had more time to focus on the things that truly drive the sales and growth of your company? Instead of getting lost in a dozen different services and countless spreadsheets, what if there was one system that connected to your Amazon account and automatically gave you the information that you needed to make great decisions and really impact your business? Parsimony ERP can do that. Parsimony is the business operating system for your marketplace business. With Parsimony, you get true double-entry bookkeeping, easy financial statements, full customer service tools, and item-by-item -item profitability, along with project and task management, and more features are being added all the time. Learn more at parsimony.com. That's parsimony, P-A-R-S-I-M-O-N-Y.com. Parsimony.com. We've got that. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. Okay, so Daniel, we've talked about this idea of the the overheated cannabis market, which is um, just insane, and it actually reminds me a little bit of last year when I, people I went to a conference uh, in December, and every everybody is just buzzing about cryptocurrency, right? It's just going up every single day at that moment, and and there's a guy on stage, and he's literally saying, "Hey, sell your house." sell everything, buy crypto, you know, uh, Bitcoin will be at $60,000 by March. Um, you know, you, you got to get in this thing. And uh, I had the chance uh, in the, the little VIP room in the back, um, you know, to ask the guy, I'm like, you know, it sounds a little, a little nutty to, you know, sell your house and do all of this stuff to, to pour all this money into Bitcoin. I don't even understand it, by the way. At that time, people would ask me and I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. But the only way I can learn is to, to throw money at it. So I'll throw some money at it and just see what happens. Now, of course, I've lost 80% of my money because I bought during the, the peak time. But I knew going in that it was definitely going to happen, You know that, that there's just no chance it was going to work. And thankfully, the, the uh, coin guys, uh, they don't let me put as much money in as I wanted to. <laughs> there were thresholds on my account or whatever. So I could only put in you know, maybe 30,000 bucks, which turned into seven or eight thousand bucks at this stage so the point is it it seems very familiar it seems just like the you know the dot-com you know uh heyday of the 2000 and the housing uh heyday of you know 2006 7 how how do you help people or, or at least advise that they get themselves under control so they avoid these manias well here's some good advice uh and i have unfortunately I, this comes from experience but anytime you feel rushed into buying something, you're about to lose money. 
anytime you feel like you're going to miss the opportunity, uh, if you don't do it right now, you're going to lose money. And that happened to me in the housing markets, happened to me in stocks. Every time that I felt like the light, the opportunity of a lifetime, and if I don't pull the trigger right now, I'm going to lose money. I always lose money uh, because you're you're buying, you're you're pushing yourself in. Now I can tell you, when I have purchased things and I don't want to purchase them, and I feel like throwing up because it's such a horrible idea, I've made a lot of money. Um, so I've learned to buy the hate it. Um, in housing, for example, I only buy houses with foundation problems. That's just my golden rule. I like houses that are unacceptable to everybody else. And I make a lot of money in housing. Um, in the stock market, uh, spe specifically with these speculative ideas, um, I try to buy the things that are unloved and in an uptrend, uh, but still unloved. So gold would be an example of that right now. Uh, but it, it's, it's, it is a lesson that all of us have to go through and it's very hard to fight, you know, just like Bitcoin. Um, or I, I experienced it with silver, for example, in 2011, I saw it go from 15 to 25, like overnight. And I was like, I'm not going to buy it because obviously it's going to pull back. And then it went to 30 and then 40. And then it went up like a dollar a day. Well, here I am buying it at $47. And then it went to 49 and then crashed to like 13 bucks. That is so typical in everything I've ever experienced. Anytime you feel like you have to get in, that is the worst time to buy. Yeah, that is uh, really good advice. And definitely, if, if any of us have experienced these firsthand, for me, I don't know what it is, but those lessons should be well learned. But there's there's always this rationalization part of the brain that starts going, yeah, but what if, right? You know, because our, our brain at first goes, hey, this this looks like it's a, a giant bubble. Just back off and, and wait to see what happens. But what if it's not a bubble? Your brain says. Uh, do you ever find those second guessing moments in your brain? Sure. Um, I should have called the top on crypto. I knew in November of 2017, I had some serious signs, like you know, people who are just not in the business at all quitting their jobs to full-time trade, people telling me they were making money, um, very easy money. I was making easy money. I think I was like, I, I was laughing with people because like from August to like December, I was, I would take $15,000 out of the Coinbase account. The next week, the balance would be restored. It would be right back to where it was. I take that 15 out again, 10 days later, the balance was right back to where it was. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm making 15 K a week on the cryptocurrency account. And, um, that was there and I totally should have called it, but I didn't. And here's why I didn't because very credible, smart people were at conferences saying it's going to a hundred thousand, it's going to a million. And these were the same people that I might may have ignored when it was at a dollar. So I'm sitting here saying, guess myself, well, shoot, they know more than me. And they're saying it's going to a million. You know, you got John McAfee saying he's going to eat his, you know, body parts if it doesn't go to a million dollars in like three years. And I'm like, well, certainly he's smarter than me when it comes to software and he must know what he's talking about. And so I got caught up in the hype and I never called the top. And unfortunately I did lose money. Um, cause I didn't, I didn't take profits, uh, sizable enough. Yeah. Well, you're not alone. It, it is interesting uh, from the point I got in at some point in December, it very quickly, it, I made money, uh, you know, it, you know, and I was up at, at some reasonable percentage, 20, 30% over the course of, you know, two to three weeks. And then the, you know, it just started crashing and crashing hard. And then it bounced back for a minute and you're like, okay, all right, that was fine. And then it just kept crashing and, and keep setting 
uh, new lows in my perspective. I've got an idea. Let's take a commercial break and we'll be right back after this. Empowering. The name says it all. Connecting e-commerce entrepreneurs with great people, ideas, systems, and the services needed to stay business dynamic and to grow. Empowery is a network, a cooperative venture of tools and resources to make you better at what you do. Because we love what you do. We are you. Visit Empowery.com to learn more. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. Okay, there's some more uh, definitely important information delivered by Daniel today. Uh, this again has been part two of a three-part series with Dan- Daniel Amadori, and you know part of our mission here is to make sure that you know we share the important parts of the story. Each part of the story is what makes the complete story, right? So we never want to skip past the the good, the bad, or the ugly, um, and ultimately it leads to something very beautiful, or it certainly can. And so Daniel's no exception to that he's been able to put together a very sophisticated financial resource for people to use. And a lot of people are clearly using it and advertisers have taken note. And that's why he's been able to kind of turn the corner. So again, this is part two of three in our series with Daniel. And uh, it's also episode number 107 of the Osmers podcast series. And uh, tomorrow you'll be able to catch our last part of this series. So don't forget to join us then. Well, we've done it again, everybody. We have another episode of the Osmers podcast ready for the world. Thank you for joining us. And we hope that you've enjoyed our program today. Now's a good time to take a moment to subscribe, like, and share this podcast. Heck, you could even leave a, a review if you wanted. Awesomers around you will appreciate your help. It's only with your participation and sharing that we'll be able to achieve our goals. Our success is literally in your hands. Thank you again for joining us. We are at your service. Find out more about me, Steve Simonson, our guest, team, and all the other Awesomers involved at awesomers.com. Thank you again.